Um, okay, good morning. It's Tesvav Teves, 15th of Teves. We are up to Perik Yud, Baruch Hashem. Um, what we are up to is we are going to spend a few days talking about a tzaddik, a few days talking about a Russia, a few days talking about a Beirani. Um, why are we talking about this? Because <coughs> we are in the middle of discussion, slash the entire Tanya is in the middle, is a discussion about how to essentially become who we actually are, how to step into our own power of being ourselves and being not only our baseline of selves, which is the persons that we sometimes naturally exist as, but to actually step into being our fullest selves, um, which as we know from the beginning of Tanya, that Galtar bases all of Tanya, first of all, on Kikar Belacha, but also Galtar opens up Tanya by saying, Mashbi in my sight, Tihit Sadik, Vialtihi Russia, right? Did you do your hair? <laughs> Looks so good. Thank and you. you cut it? No, I didn't cut it. The front? No. Just dyed it? Yeah. So pretty. <laughs> Thank so, so you. No. Um, so we basically, we know a few things coming into this conversation right now. We know, number one, that we have two souls. <laughs> and now we know a little bit more about how these two souls function. We know that the world has two, sort of, so to speak, categories inside of it. Klipa, Kedusha, animal soul, godly soul. We also know that because everything is actually oneness, we actually have permission to see reality as Hashem is creating it to be. Because everything is only Hashem, we have not only permission, but we have the Achrayas to look at Kedusha and say this is Kedusha, to look at Klipa and say this is Klipa, to look at animal soul and say this is animal soul, right? Um, going into this chapter now, what we're in, in Paraktes, we already said that, that the, basically... You can't just coexist with both souls fully functioning at the same time. It doesn't work. It won't work. Because naturally, both souls will want dominion, dominion, whatever that word is, over the body. The body is their sacred space. Their bo- the body is the soul's favorite place to express themselves. The body is literally the tool that, the, that these both of the souls use to be themselves. And so they both want the body. So it doesn't work to just say, okay, so my animal soul exists, my godly soul exists. They're both going to be in this dynamic with each other, Con- no matter what. That's naturally going to happen. Now we're starting to talk about what a tzaddik is, what a rasha is, what a bainani is, and the context of this conversation, good morning, the context of this conversation is, it, you can really understand it as each of these categories of people is a different interaction of the souls. So a tzaddik has a certain interaction between both souls. A Russia has a different interaction between both souls, and a Bainani has a different interaction between, with, with both souls. But it's less categories of people, and more, well, it is categories of people, but the category of person isn't, is the result of the way that that person's souls are functioning, of the way that that person's souls are interacting with each other. Do you get it? It's like, like, my name is my name. Well, that, that's actually also not true. Like, if you look back at Adam, like, Adam named the animal based on the highest of the animal, right? So, it's kind of similar. Like, the category of tzaddik isn't just arbitrary. It's the response and the, the categorization of the way that that person's souls are interacting with each other, a.k.a. the way that they experience their lives. Um... Okay, one other thing to notice is that we're about to start this whole chapter of talking about a tzaddik, right? And you can think about that. Like, when I, when I was preparing Tanya, like, I was reading in a lot of books, like, 
oh, why does the Altar Rebbe teach us about a tzaddik? So that we know what we shouldn't be. So that we, so that we know what we'll, we're never going to be able to be. Da, 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 da. I, don't, I don't know. I don't fully think that that's true in the sense of that a few things. First of all, we can have tzaddik experiences and you're going to see. You, you're going to relate to the tzaddik experience in certain areas of your life. I don't... Is it up to me to know if it actually is tzaddik? I don't know. You know what I mean? But the tzaddik experience and the Russia experience and the Bainani experiences aren't necessarily... Yes, they are... I'm not saying that just because you have a tzaddik experience in a certain area of your life, that means you're a tzaddik. But it does mean that this is... A, it's worthwhile to engage in this conversation because what, what it's doing is it's, it's, it's like opening up our eyes to possible ways of functioning, possible ways of our souls interacting with each other. And it's cool. <laughs> okay. Also, one other thing is that at the beginning, that I was mentioning at the beginning that we literally say at the beginning, Russia. so like, if somebody comes into this chapter saying, oh, a tzaddik is only about what will never be, that's not the end of the story because, yeah, we will end up saying that we have to only strive to be a tzaddik and not become a tzaddik, but this is what we're striving for. That's what we're going to end up saying, and we didn't say this yet, but at the end of the day, the altar is going to explain the whole beginning of Mashbim Asai Tihit Tzaddik. How could I promise to be a tzaddik? And the answer is that we're going to be striving to be a tzaddik. So basically, pay attention to what we're talking about here, and I bless us all to notice this conversation about what a tzaddik is not as something about a tzaddik yeah it's also about a tzaddik but it's also a state of consciousness that technically I'm supposed to believe that I could have some shaykhus to like I could have some connection to so okay the yeah so it's like we're in a construction zone <laughs> Yeah, it's different. It's like a ring. Maybe what? Oh, that's fun. We did just turn it on. What? No, it didn't. Oh, now. Now it's off, yeah. Do you think that she heard it turn off before we did? I think it was getting lower. No, I think it did get lower. You were hearing it get lower when she said it's turning off? Okay. Let's go inside. Actually, one quick thing outside before we go inside. I want to just give you a broad overview of what Tzadik, Russia, and Bainani are to go forward. Tzadik, Bainani, Russia are categories of interaction between two souls, right? Tzadik godly and i'm not saying anything that we're about to learn i'm literally saying everything that the altar already said in chapter one tzaddik godly soul master's animal soul right within the tzaddik we're going to see that there's two layers tzaddik v'tayvle tzaddik v'rale tzaddik v'tayvle okay in modern english what does that mean that godly soul masters animal soul that a tzaddik is never triggered a tzaddik never experiences the feeling of impulse of animal soul of separateness consciousness a tzaddik doesn't have that consciousness because their godly soul has completely overrided their animal soul so aka tzaddik is never triggered we're going to talk today about the differences between tzaddik betaivle and tzaddik virale tzaddik betaivle in essence has 
transformed their animal soul, they are now functioning from a place of I am utilizing every single one of my soul powers, both my godly soul and my animal soul. Tadik Viralai, their Ra is Lai. They have still the separateness consciousness to an extent. They haven't they haven't transformed it to serve them, and yet it doesn't get in the way of them. It's subservient to them, so but still they're not triggered at all. Russia is the opposite extreme. Russia lives their life in a constant place of triggering. In IFS language, it's in a constant place of blendedness. Russia is constantly blended with their animal soul, constantly triggered by their parts. Russia Viralai, the Ra is his, meaning I am. I start and end where my parts start and end. I start and end where my animal soul does. I have no consciousness that there's something else going on. I am only, in, in this language, it's going to say that there's no charata. There's, no, there's nothing else other than my trigger. Rasha Vitaevlai says, I'm, I am triggered and I'm even acting upon my triggers, but I have a certain consciousness that there's something more. I am blended, but I have also an awareness of there's something more than just this experience that I'm having. But again, Sadiq is never triggered. Russia is always triggered. Benini, as we all know, is the space in between of I feel a trigger and I don't act on it. I feel an impulse and I'm now able to navigate the space. It's like, like Viktor Frankl says, the freedom is found in the space between stimulus and response, right? That's the space of Benini. It's that space in between blendedness and not, not triggeredness. Okay. Let's talk about a tzaddik. When a person has his divine soul prevail over his animal soul, and he has waged war with this animal soul, to the extent that he has banished and eradicated the Ra from the left side of his heart. Now, I found that fascinating, actually, because I don't know if you remember from literally two days ago <laughs> how we talked about the process of banishing the process of this war. Do you guys remember? How do you banish your animal soul? By having Avatana. Avatana. Exactly. So I just, good morning. I just thought that was fascinating that like, it's a war of love. Like that's what the altar is talking about. The altar literally already taught us that the way to get the animal soul is this Avatanugim that the tzaddik experiences. And so it's like, it's just, I thought that was fascinating to me. Um, and also, to just to notice again the flow like you're going to look at that okay so maybe the war is meant to be a war of weapons a war of anger a war of fight we already know what the war is the war the author already explained is this that flows over into the left part of our heart until the left part of the heart literally doesn't have a voice anymore and like it says that you shall eradicate the evil from your midst, the passage from Tara, or from somewhere? Yeah, from Devarim. Okay, now, today's, the difference between today's Tanya and tomorrow's Tanya, today we're going to talk about the Tzadik B'tavle, tomorrow we're going to talk about the Tzadik Virale. Okay, so, V'ein har, um, sorry, mamish, nikrat Tzadik gamar. Somebody who has, we just explained the experience of a tzaddik that their ra isn't talking to them. They're not experiencing the ra from the left side of their heart. There's no impulse. There's no like, ooh, separateness consciousness. Ooh, this is a moment that is separate from God. It doesn't experience that. What's the difference between tzaddik virale and tzaddik v'tayvle? That for a tzaddik virale, ein hara nepach letov mamish. The 
trigger, the impulse, the animal soul consciousness, that separateness consciousness has not been transformed into Tov. It hasn't been transformed into being able to be utilized by the godly soul. It's being shut down by the godly soul, but it's not actually utilized by the godly soul. And just but noticing the difference that it's not going to be, it's not shut down in the same way of a Bainani. A Bainani shuts it down again and again. It's constantly rising and the Bainani is constantly, it's that con- For a Tzaddik, even a Tzaddik Virala, it doesn't even talk. It's not like, oh, here I am. <laughs> and the Tzaddik says, no, not today. For a Tzaddik Virala, it doesn't even talk, but it's not serving the Tzaddik Vatavla. It's not part of the Tzaddik Vatavla's functioning. It's just silent. Nikra Tzaddik This is an incomplete Tzaddik. The Tzaddik Viralai, also called a Tzaddik Viralai. Literally, the Ra is his. It's subservient to his lay, to his hymnus, which is his godly soul. There is still some vestige of this Ra in his left side of his heart. Except that it is, but, all right, it's subjugated and nullified to the Taiv. Hence, this Tzadik Ralei may think that he has gotten rid of his whole, of, that he has driven it out and that it has completely disappeared. Aval the MS, but in truth, if Chalaf Vahalach Lelagamre, this is fascinating part of Tanya, if he had Chalaf Vahalach Lelagamre, if it had departed and disappeared completely, if all of the wrath, all of the fragmentation of all the separateness consciousness, all of the animal soul consciousness had actually left inside of him, what would have happened? It would have been transformed to good. So this is something that is... I could spend an hour just talking about this. The concept that Altarb is teaching right now, which is that Ra doesn't have substance. So what, is, what does it mean that Ra doesn't have substance? It's kind of like, like I was reading in, in the Steins Alts Tanya, he was explaining, he's like, truth, lies, always have a little, wait, did I, let me see if I can, wait, let's see, I'm going to get a picture of it. Okay, yeah, yay, I'm going to read that last. Okay, the existence of evil is like that of falsehood. There is no such thing as an utter falsehood. No lie can be sustained unless it contains a grain of truth, right? And when the lie is refined, when the element of truth is extracted from its embodiment of falsehood, the false embodiment disappears completely and one is left with the full luminous truth. This is the point of transition from the level of incomplete tzaddik to the level of complete tzaddik, the point at which evil is transformed completely into good. At that point, the person should feel as if the vital forces of his soul have been doubled, more than doubled, because the animal soul, the animal soul drives are more passionate than those in the divine soul. All that he has done in the past seems to pale in insignificance compared to that he can do now, because now that he has found the ultimate resolution to the struggle of life, the very nature of reality is transformed for him and he functions as a totally different person. What's, okay, I don't know if that was exactly what we're talking about here. It, it is, but basically what are we saying? That like, when you, it's kind of like when you turn on the light, you see what's actually there. If you're getting rid of darkness, what you end up with is light. If you haven't ended up with light, then you haven't fully gotten rid of the darkness. Why is that true? Because in truth, MS is light. In truth, everything is actually Hashem. So if you're on this journey of getting to this place of 
to the unity of God, but there are still things that are lurking in the background. There are still things that you're pushing to the side. You're not, you haven't fully done the work yet. And again, it doesn't mean that that's not your work, as we're going to see. Our work isn't necessarily to be this tzaddik v'tayvlai that has, that utilizes every single part of my being and that utilizes every single part of the world. That's not necessarily my avoda. But just noticing that that is a avoda. That is a space of life. That point of, and I was literally, I was thinking of like, literally like the Rebbe. Like, 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 you know those stories of like the Rebbe saying like, even like, okay, like, so you, like you won't sleep. Okay. Like, go print to Tanya, but this, but this. Okay. Like, nothing can stand in your way. Nothing stood in the Rebbe's way because there was nothing left other than only good. All of the, all of the darkness, all of the raw wasn't just, wasn't just like barricaded off and now we don't go there. It was actually utilized for the sake of the wholeness. It was utilized for the sake of the light. So, if the darkness was actually completely gotten rid of, it would have been transformed to light. The state of darkness when it's healed, is that it becomes light. That's how, that's how Hashem's world works. Again, if we can always do that, it's a separate conversation. But that, and if we're even meant to do that as a separate conversation, and like skipping ahead here, that's what the author is going to teach us. Like, you think you can do that? Well, then you're arrogant. And if you're sad that you're not being able to do that, then it means you don't know your place. It means that you don't know what your Avaida is. Our Avaida isn't necessarily to make every single bit of darkness into light. That's not necessarily our vita. Our vita sometimes is to see darkness and say, the way that I make you light, the way that Hashem tells me to make you light, is through not engaging with you. But there's a certain Mashiach reality where the darkness itself becomes the light. Uh, okay. gamor. So that was the rush of rally a little bit. We're going to talk about that more tomorrow. The Tzadik Gamar, which is the Tzadik V'tayvle. Shenepach hara shalai l'tayv v'lachain nikra Tzadik V'tayvle. A complete Tzadik not only has silenced their animal soul, but the animal soul has literally become their godly soul. They now have a double godly soul. Hu alidei hasaras ha'begadim ha'tzayim l'gamre mehara. He has done this through literally... Again, IFS language, like unburdening the animal soul's experiences, taking off the dirty garments from this experience of Ra. Okay. It took me a long time to learn this time. I had to get comfortable with even like talking this way. And then it, it literally last night, I'm like lying in bed and I'm like, like even when I went to sleep, I was like, I'm still not comfortable with it. And I'm lying in bed. I'm like, wait a second. I think I get it. Like it suddenly like, I felt comfortable with it and I got out of bed and I like re-prepared the whole Tanya because right now what the altar was going to say is how do you know that that tzaddik has transformed the darkness of their soul into light because they hate the darkness but you know the measure of their love by measuring their hate of being separate from the love of being separate from God so at first I was very uncomfortable with that but well, I'm going to talk more about why I got comfortable with that in a second, but first let's just go inside. This means this person literally despises the pleasures of this world, right? Of, we already talked about many times. It's this, the, the need for a pleasure that stems from a place of separateness instead of from a place of alignment with Hashem. 
Tanuge Elam Haza isn't eating kosher food from a place of wholeness and from a place of serving Hashem. Tanuge Elam Haza is using Elam Haza for the sake of filling me instead of for the sake of who I am, instead of as an expression of who I am. Um, namely this is the pleasure of gratifying the physical body which by nature the physical body needs that which is outside of it in order to make it whole that's the body's experience somebody who's in this experience they're, they're in this state of I need I have a whole and I'm using this physical experience to fill me instead of I'm essentially whole and now I gravitate and I desire this physical experience. This Tzadik Petavli hates that. He, hate, he, doesn't, he despises the concept of engaging with life from that separateness place. <laughs> I always summarize before I get to the end of the paragraph. When I prepare Tanya, I should like put marks. Because <laughs> then I end up summarizing like three times. Why does he despise them? Because they come from Klippan Sitrachar. Because this experience of Tanuge Alam Hazet comes from the separateness place. Anything that comes from the Sitrachar, from the separateness place, the Tzaddik hates. The Tzaddik literally does not like. Machmas. The hate is the flip side of the great love that this person has, and specifically of this Ava Batanugim, as we already talked about, this like insane bond, this, is, this insane affection that this Sadiq has. The hate is literally the flip side of the love, it's the other side of the coin of that experience of love. Because they are It's this opposite this They go at the same time It's one big picture It's interesting Can be seen from a very like fragmented perspective Of like oh There's this and then there's that But anytime that Oliver is talking about The context of Is that there's one thing going on And within that one thing There's this and there's this Man, woman Equals one whole Right? Kedusha Klipa equal one whole. Animal soul, godly soul equal one whole. They're not two fragmented things fighting against each other. There's one bigger picture, and within that one big picture of Achdus Hashem, of Hashem's desire to create right now, there's Zeh and there's Zeh. There's Zeh and Within the one big picture of the Tzadik Vetaivle's life, there is the Ava, there's this Ava Betanugim, this experience of all of me loves all of you literally and part of that one big picture is also this disgust and this dislike for anything that will separate me from that so i was just thinking like again first i was very uncomfortable with it but then i i thought of this example of like liberals (laughs) no offense to anybody but like it's a very liberal mindset to think that i can be in a relationship with my husband and also have a crush on Brad Pitt, right? Or, and also love the guy next door. It's monogamy, but really, I love everybody. <laughs> right? Like somebody was just telling me, one of my friends was just telling me that she was like out with her friends, whatever, like 
not gonna say any details. And there was like somebody married there that was like literally crushing on all of the guys. And she's like, I was so disturbed. Like it wasn't natural, it was, it was weird. When you look at a married person, you see that happening, you're like, there's something off here. To, if you're really engaged with one relationship, you don't go engage with others. And when somebody comes and flirts with you, you say, no, I am not interested. No. And not only no, like, oh, you're so sweet, but no. No. Like, literally no. <laughs> like, no. Like, at another story that was coming to my mind was, like, one time in my dating life, I was talking to this dating coach. Like, I was telling her, like, whatever. I'm not going to everything, but I remember her just telling me, she's like, Hannah, like, as if, as if, once you marry your husband, you're never going to start to like anybody else. She's like, you're going to marry your husband, and he's going to be this perfect guy to you when you first get married. But then down the road, you're going to end up sitting at a Shabbos meal, and there's going to be somebody at that Shabbos meal that's going to be smarter than your husband, or that's going to be handsomer than your husband. She's like, that's going to happen. The question is, can you be somebody who, is saying, who decides, and yet my husband is my husband, is my husband, is my husband, and I will not engage with the parts of me that say, oh, but I want the other. That's, that's a personal avida, right? So like, again, what we're talking about here is like, I was, I was thinking, like, because Alter was explaining that the hate is the flip side of the love, and I was like, oh, but how could, how could you hate anything? But, but you can, you can. When you really love something, you hate not being with that thing. You hate separation from that thing. And if you think that you could hold love of everything and love of that relationship at the same time, we're being foolish, right? But I was just thinking, like, in terms of this hate, like, let's just look at it practically for, for a second. Like, if we're using the Tzadik B'tayvlai as the Rebbe as an example, practically speaking, what does the Rebbe hate? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what does the hatred actually even look like? And to think that the hatred looks like, like, hatred, we're not looking at this clearly. To me, the hatred is like, it's a moving fire. It's like... I will turn over the world. Let's turn over the world. Let's not leave even one corner of the world with still separate as consciousness because I hate that because that's not how it should be because it's like like the Rebbe's mimer where the Rebbe is, is crying at the end and the Rebbe is saying like if there's even one person that still does not have Gula consciousness, Gula's not here, right? And so passionate about that. To me, that's the hate. It's like I refuse to be in a world where there's the experience of people not being in their aligned love with Hashem. This is from Tehillim, that I hate them with a consuming hatred. They have become enemies to me. Search me, I know my heart. Meaning the measure of my love is how much I hate that which does not reflect my love. Or the love. According to the abundance of love towards God, so will be the measure and the level of hatred towards all that is the separate, all that is the otherness, all that is the sitra achra. Because, um, that's just the same thing, because mios, which is like this repugnance, <laughs> is the exact opposite of love, just like hatred is the opposite of love. So, um, Okay, I'll show it to you a different time, but last year I think I must have showed this clip like 10 times, and it's, it, this is the chapters of that clip, so you guys can all look it up on your own, or like, but actually, we'll just do it tomorrow. But l'chaim l'vracha, to just noticing that there's a possibility of darkness actually being utilized 
by light and just to get curious, like what would it look like inside of me? What would that look like inside of me if the powers in me that were saying otherness actually became utilized, not only became silenced, but became utilized by my godly soul? Like who would I be? Again, it doesn't mean that we're going to become that person, but like there's something to be noticing here. So.